This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, or online store. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use offer code PROBABLYSCIENCE. Probably Science. Hello, and welcome to Probably Science. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jesse Case. Uh, sitting across from me is Andy Wood. Hello. And uh, to my to my left, the nine o'clock position, Matt Kirshen. Thank you. I'm always I, like the nine o'clock position is how I live my life. Yeah, and that's my motto. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is we are do- we're doing a different seating arrangement today. We are I'm normally I, sat across you, Matt. I switched because my laptop was running out of power, so I moved to <laughs> the place that was near the power outlet. Just so our listeners are aware of this. I don't want to mislead our listeners and think that I chose a different the power seating for any being other reason. At my twelve o'clock. Yeah, yes. your twelve. O'clock? My, I'd say I'd say my three o'clock. This is my. I'd say the power outlet's <laughs> actually more eleven o'clock. This is one thirty to Jason Nash. It's your six me. o'clock. It's, is it my six o'clock or my three o'clock? I thought if it's right to my right, that's where three o'clock. Oh, like yeah, I'm yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, all right. Let's all get right. to it. We have a, we have a returning guest. Let's yeah, get to it. Returning guest. My, my favorite, favorite, favorite part of any podcast is like that kind of minutia, <laughs> completely wasting. Just, oh yeah, it, it's so interesting at the same time. Is it interesting to anybody else? I think so. Okay. I I think that's the most interesting stuff. Explain. So then now the listeners like, okay, Matt's over here. And it's over like here. a word like, problem. Yeah, you get yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, anytime like a, a, a stray dog interrupts the. Well, it's important procedure. to be visual in your storytelling. You I know, think people. Yeah. I think people like, like somebody reviewed our podcast on iTunes and commented on how we record in my backyard as being like one of the selling points. I'm like, who cares? You can't see it, but I think people do like that. Like, occasionally we post well, yeah, pictures. We, you we can still, see. still don't fucking know I live here. <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I mean Andy and Jesse's backyard. You no, know what I mean? You, you know they didn't. No, they me. probably said you. No, they didn't. <laughs> no way. No fucking way. They didn't mention you in the review. Dude, I mean, we have we have parties here where people in, like think I'm the coat guy. <laughs> in, in my defense, in defense of that thinking, like at the parties, you do kind of like you're not front and center. You're like off in the shadows. You know? No, I don't. I don't hang. I'm dude. You're down there doing cannonballs. Yeah, you got, you you got, got a, you're a host. You have like on, a you laser a party. You have a laser hat. Yeah. somehow. What? I don't know what that. Means. I hate parties. I like gatherings. And then you're mad when I people like, don't know it's your party. Also, I like ten people. I want credit for it. Doesn't oh, okay. mean I have to like it. Yeah, I still. Want, I should stop the music and for a second say by the way everybody jesse lives here too I still want to, remember the time I we got the face painter the- nobody cared Oh, that was the dumbest idea. It was the dumbest idea. I was trying to do like a mini Eric Andre. Like a, he had like a camel and a stripper at his party. Yeah. Something. Like, yeah. We're gonna get a face painter, and it was awful. It she kind of sucked. She, she was a bad face painter. <laughs> I just went off Craigslist. I spent like 150 bucks, and she was a professional clown. And then, and then one of our asshole friends had her do his face in blackface, which I'm not laughing at. It's fucking horrible. He's a bad person. And I, I was like, never again, oh, no. never again. That's like, no more face painters. Who did that? I don't want to say, but I was like, this is not funny. But no matter this what we get, funny. someone will just take advantage of that. Yes. You know? Yeah. A few people got, like, butterflies and what you're supposed to do, but it was just a gimmick, whatever. Anyway, this is the voice of Jason Nash, returning guest Jason Nash. Hello. Thank you for coming, Jason. Thanks for having and me, guys. And you, you know your shit when it comes to podcasting. Like, I don't know if we talked about this yeah. when you were first on, but you were one of the first and one of the best comedy podcasts. Oh, In the it's... early days of the medium, I was obsessed with... I, only, I listened to three podcasts. I listened to Never Not Funny and Jimmy out Pardo. He'd mail out cassettes, right? <laughs> Yeah. And just he had a mailing list. Yeah. It was more like sheet music. You just have to you'd have to recreate your own podcast in your parlor. Right, right. You had a stenographer that you would dictate to. 
honestly, you you, pre, you predated Marin. You predated WTF by two or three years. And in my opinion, it's a better podcast. Like you had the same caliber of guests. No, no, but the no. Come on, I don't style, have the same caliber of guests. You did on your He's show. He's got Stephen. He had Judd Apatow, and he's huge, huge people. You were a groundbreaking podcaster. Listeners should go back and listen to the archives of Guys with Feelings. It's a great podcast. I was never able to access your podcast because I don't have an Enigma machine. But those people were very lucky. Those people that got the coded <laughs> podcast. I can mail you a tape. I have some tapes. No, uh, that a was a great. That house. was a great show. He's a he's a trailblazer. I like doing it. I did a show. I thought it was a total waste of time. At the time, and now everyone does it. But I, I guess I learned a lot because I, I went and did a radio show in New York. I did the Ron and Fez show last week, mm-hmm. and uh, and I got in there and I was like, oh god, I'm just going to be so boring, and they're not going to want to. I don't feel interview worthy, you know. So I'm like, no one's seen the movie or whatever. So I got in there and I was like, oh, well, what's the deal with you two, <laughs> you know? Because the it, it, the show is like this. Ron does all the work and Fez does nothing. Uh-huh. Fez actually like hurts the show. Okay. So I was like, what's the deal? Da, 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 da. So then it got really awkward. And then uh, Fez started yelling at me. I told Fez he was dead weight. <laughs> and, but I tried to say it lovingly. You know, like, look, I'm a, I think you're great on the show. I love the show, but you're dead weight and you've got to pull your weight with Ron. And he got really mad at me. And then uh, Quit just staring at me when you're doing this talk. I'm sorry, what, Jesse? It's weird. You're like just making fierce eye contact with me while you're like, and you know, saying you're dead weight. Dead weight. <laughs> saying that you're, you're no, I was looking at Matt. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not dead so then, yeah, so then, uh, so that so that was good because like, then the listeners called and they were like, I didn't know who this guy was, but uh, I'm going to check out his movie now. Uh, so I learned, I guess I learned that skill. So it's stirring so shit it, up. It, it, stirring shit up, stirring shit good, up. yeah. It's always thing. good on a podcast. Yeah. But I just did it I- inherently because it's all I know how to do. I don't really know how to be funny. Speaking of which, we should talk about this movie, which yeah. I didn't. I I've just found out. I've known Annie for quite a while. I can't believe I didn't talk to you about this. I'm, oh yeah. I'm gonna. I don't think I'm overstating things to say we're friends. We are good. Fr- I mean, we're probably <laughs> yeah. friends. I'd say, yeah. I'd say we're decent friends. I'd say we're, we're decent friends, pretty yeah. damn good friends. Yeah. And yet, I didn't know you'd produced a movie. Andy yeah. produced the movie <laughs> that Jason starred in, uh, directed, and um, and wrote. Yes, right. uh, it's which is coming out on June 24th through Comedy Central Studios. Um, if called, any of my other very close friends listening to the show have produced a movie without telling me, please do. <laughs> you got my number text. I should have mentioned this more on the show, but yeah, the show comes out. You can uh, you can buy it on Amazon and iTunes starting June 24th. It's called Jason Nash is Married, and it's really funny. And you pulled together an amazing cast. You got Andy Richter, T.J. Miller, yep. Paul F. Tompkins, uh, Andy day Daly. When, when it was Andy Richter. John Benjamin and Andy John Richter. Benjamin and yeah. Andy Richter were in your house. We were shooting. Oh, shit. I'm even doing it. I'm, even, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, that was the weirdest day ever. It was, we shot in, in, in the backyard, in the kitchen, and in the living room. We shot some scenes where your character uh, has to temporarily move in with his dirtbag friend, yeah. John Benjamin, yeah. who's, who's living at our house, essentially. I remember John Benjamin, what he thought of your house. He thought it was you... the craziest. I was just looking at outtakes because I have like a 20-minute reel of the funniest outtakes that I wanted to show you to see if you don't mind if I put some up on just like Instagram. Do and it. Do it. And there's a scene when Why do you have that our tape? roommate, I just cut it together myself as we were editing. Where'd you get the footage? As I was editing, I was making my own little outtake oh, great, reel. Oh, great, great. Okay, yeah, put that stuff. up. It's really funny. Right, There's a editing. scene, you and John Benjamin are sitting on the couch, and um, you're going to have this fight about whether 9-11, whether the... <laughs> oh, we didn't use any of that in the movie. You didn't movie. use that in the movie? Okay, I'll put no, this up. No, please put that up. That was so funny. But the shot gets interrupted when Stu just walks right in frame, <laughs> just totally oblivious. There's someone holding a boom mic. There's a professional camera. Like It's very obvious that there's something happening. And he's just like, oh, it's my house. I could just walk through. And John Benjamin's reaction is great. 
And then Casey, one of the uh, so one of the like, production assistants on it, um, was like, do you, "Do you still want to move in here?" He's like, "I want to shoot a documentary about this place." <laughs> I've, I've talked to Richter since then, and like that's the number. He's like, "Oh yeah, weird roommate guy." <laughs> <laughs> the number one thing, no one ever forgets it. I mean, I yeah. I filmed that that sketch show here for a while at the house, and like. I've got outtakes of stuff. I've got like three hours of shit. Oh my just God. I love the... we got to put all this out. Our listeners tend to be fond of updates on the lives of the roommates in this house. I bet. But I, it's very pleasing to me to know that Andy Richter of Andy Richter fame yeah. also is interested in the life of Stu. Yeah, he was blown away. He kept scratching his forehead like, <laughs> and then what, what happens over here? And then who's... Okay, and who lives here? They couldn't get enough. They could not get enough of this house. And I, and I was just like hoping they wouldn't leave. Um, and you know, the, if you want to see that scene, if you want to see Those Andy's kitchen, are in the movie, but you can yeah. see that scene. They release that scene for people to try to get people to buy the movie. But that scene's up on YouTube of John, and, oh, we'll and you can see the kitchen. Okay. Yeah, we'll put that up on HollywoodScience.com. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, go check it out. So yeah, and listeners, you can download that anywhere. You can download movies uh, starting June twenty fourth. Jason yep. Nash is June twenty fourth. What it's called? Yep. So this one on Amazon, really... iTunes, uh, Vimeo. It actually has like a pay download service. You can, you can rent do. it on Vimeo for less yep. money. And then we're doing a run at iPick in Westwood. We're going to do a theater run, which is it's oh, just like cool. a little hundred seat theater for a week. Awesome! Yeah. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. So if oh, you want to come see that, you can come see it. And, everything. and is the is the screening on? Uh, it's in family open to the public or not? Should I advertise? That? It's it's a premiere. I want it to be open to the public, but they're fighting me because. I wanted to have a bigger place, but it's only 184 seats, so okay, I can't. So it's probably not have if you guys want to come, obviously you're more than welcome to come. But I, I wish I could. Yeah. Let more Either people way, come. listeners can can download it and uh, and try to spot all the scenes that involve our house. There's a surprising number. Yeah. <laughs> surprising. Thank you. Anything guys. with John Benjamin and Andy Richter, I think, was is here. And thank you, Andy. That was really nice of you to to do that. And I was, was so fun. I was so thrilled to. You know that you were a game, and it was really nice seeing Andy Richter and John Benjamin recording a fake podcast in our kitchen. Was like, yeah, <laughs> such a huge thrill. It was awesome. Yeah, so and listeners should check that out, and also uh, follow Jason Nash on Vine. You got into Vine. Uh, I'm not trying to take credit for this in any way, but yeah. I do have a Vine where I showed you seeing Vine for the first time. Show me and seeing then, Vine. Have you seen that? No, I showed you what Vine is. I have a Vine of you going. So how does this work again? And now you have almost oh, a million yeah, yeah, followers. Yeah, yeah. You're I like a Vine that. superstar. Yeah. So check out Jason's Vine feed if that's what, Thank what you. the term for it is. It's uh, very very funny. What do you got there on your you got paper? I'm, I'm putting no, I'm putting up some. Um, I'm putting away gum. Oh, oh, oh. That's what I'm doing. I've had this some pills or No, when we started the show, I yeah. took the gum out of my mouth, but I've just been making it into a sphere the whole time. It's a bummer. Fingers. I haven't had a place to put it. It's a bummer you can't do chew gum and podcast. I would love to. But Listeners, we hate get it. called out for yeah, chewing gum. It's a problem. It's a problem. A big, no, yeah. they don't like it. Um, We've got at least one listener who has. We have very sensitive listeners. Almost a phobia, like a visceral reaction. By the way, I wanted to thank a few of our listeners who donated, which you Gotta can do, do if you want Let's to go it, to probablyscience.com and click donate. Uh, that just helps us cover our, our costs, and we appreciate when you do that. Um, what happened to Brooks? He's not done doing it anymore. Brooks, huh? uh, he's on a little show called Saturday Night Live. I don't know if you heard about that. <laughs> Little, I'm hoping at some point how dare Brooks get on Saturday Night Live and make all of us feel horrible? <laughs> how dare he? How dare he? What was he thinking? How dare young, he a pop- handsome, funny yeah. Brooks get on? Uh, <laughs> remember, remember, I last time I came to the show, I was here, and he was like, ah, "I want to do this show about uh, kids in Iowa working at a, uh, a cave. Work, yeah, working at a cave, giving people." And we were sitting out front, and I was like, "That sounds like a good idea, Brooks." I'm like, "I bet you could." 
Cell. Oh, you're on Saturday Night Live. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was. I remember. I, I was really happy coming over there. I know I was positive to Brooks, so he'll remember me. I think you I knew Brooks, him before. You and Brooks have in common a drive that I'm jealous of. You guys are never satisfied. Not in a bad way, but like that's what keeps you guys both. You're like sharks. You got to keep swimming. You guys are never. Is Brooks content. like that? He yeah. doesn't strike me as that. He looks no, like somebody he, that just wants to hang out. No matter what was happening, no matter how many good things were happening to him, he was always like, "I just got to get stuff going. I got to make things happen." I'm like, "Dude, you're making." Relax, you're great, you're, you're great. But that's what gets you SNL, is like having that level of yeah. like drive and determination. I didn't know how handsome he was until it's I saw handsome. him on SNL. It's funny, when he first started the podcast, great looking guy, I was okay. like, as soon as he cuts his hair, he's going to be killing it in every part of his mm-hmm. life. Because he had that like Jerry Curl when he started the show. Oh, I yeah. didn't want to say anything, but I was like, as soon, watch, mark my words as soon as he cuts that hair. I wonder if they and made course, him cut the hair. No, it was before he, he went out there. Oh, it was. Matt is strangely silent. Am I being no, no, no. too many? No, it was all good. Uh, I was just going to say that um, there was a request for Brooks's return from at least well, it's been requested from a couple of listeners yeah. but he's sure. on the wrong coast and when he's over here he's over, over people, here very shortly people email me and request it all the time <laughs> <laughs> we got an iTunes review that was very nice where someone was like I loved Brooks but I love Jesse even more well, yeah. that's weird yeah I'm not that's uh, nice by the way re- reviewing Brooks us on is iTunes is a, is a very nice thing I like thing Brooks more than me has oh, me much, but one of, one of the people who requested Brooks as well as another a slightly longer email was regular listener and occasional Writer to us, Dina. Uh, oh yeah. Pre, I was going to say middle school listener, but now She's apparently just graduated. Just about. Congratulations, Congrats. Dina. Wait, were we allowed yep. to say her Freshman. last name? I don't know. I thought maybe at some point we weren't. Oh, maybe, maybe not. Make a note of the time code and bleep out that bit. Yep. Yeah, I don't Sorry. think we're supposed to say her name. Uh, we can say the first name. Sure, but it's still almost the point at which we don't feel creepy talking about the things that you've emailed in. Ending <laughs> high school now. We're good, yeah. but. Uh, Dina emailed in to say, say uh, use the Amazon link to buy something from from Amazon. I don't know why I started to saying from you know the Amazon link to use to buy stuff from the <laughs> convenience store on the corner of her street, and she, they didn't understand a word of what she was saying. It was very weird indeed. No, mm. if you are able to use that as well, if you go to probablyscience.com, if you're buying anything from Amazon, click on a little Amazon tag. And we I, get a little kickback. I bet you could even go through that link first and then go to download Jason Nash's Married. And then it would help oh, I suspect you huge, could. Huge. I yep. suspect you could. Yeah. Doubling up. Probably wow. science. And that helps us, but it also helps us if you just want to donate directly to us, as some listeners, including Amber Jennings, did from Melbourne, Australia. Thank you, Amber. Um, we got a nice donation from Eric Bowles Eric. from Kingsville, nice. Maryland. Uh, Paulo, longtime listener and um, commenter on on Facebook, Paulo Saez Navarro, Saez Navarro, um, set up a <laughs> monthly donation, which is very generous. Thank you, Thank you very much, Paulo. Yeah. So yeah, as always, we hugely appreciate those. Thank you very much. How much? Who gave the most? We don't. <laughs> we, dis- don't we don't discuss specific numbers. There's a line where we don't give their name. We gave the least. We if gave someone, like a buck. People have given such a small amount that <laughs> with, once the fees are taken out, we literally get zero dollars and zero cents. Like it all went to the fees, right? And they think that they're like pr- playing a prank or something. Like no, you just threw away seventy-seven cents or whatever. Yeah, it was. you, you like, just you, gave. You all you did there was just gave money gave to eBay. Money, yeah. The eBay owes PayPal, right? Or is oh, it the other right. way around? They do. Yeah, eBay, eBay owns PayPal. PayPal rapes everything I make. Because <laughs> I get paid through PayPal a lot. Oh, yeah. They they take so much. I was like, you take everything. You take so much money. Is yeah. there a way for them not to take all that money? They're doing something wrong. There are other payments. is like methods. a gift. Uh, they don't take any fees if you gift something There's through PayPal. There's got to be a catch to that, though. Uh, they don't gift because they don't. They can't gift because then they they want to write. They want to invoice me for taxes. What are the things that W-2. you're doing on on um? 
to get paid. Now, what are the things you, people are buying that you're getting screwed by PayPal for? Well, I, I get paid through um, through uh, social media jobs. They pay PayPal. you through PayPal for yeah, your jobs? Everybody, yeah, everybody, no everybody pays through PayPal. That's everybody. It's just so easy. Things. They don't have to write a check. It amazes and, me. And you get the money right away. In yeah. the UK, nearly, like, a lot of gigs and nearly every TV-type job nowadays, like particularly writing jobs, pay you by direct money transfer. Yeah. Which is a thing that costs no money in the UK. It's just a direct thing. You give them your details and they just deposit, you give them your uh, sort code and account number and they just deposit straight into your account. And the U.S. is generally ahead of the U.K. on banking things. Like, the the thing in in the U.S., I can pay in a check using my phone, my iPhone. Mm-hmm. I can just take a photo of it, and it pays in. So it's generally ahead. We were the first but to we, give anyone a loan. But with... Is that true? I was just talking about the, the housing market. Oh, yeah. Give, oh, to give anyone... Oh, anyone a loan. Like, of course, that's not true. I don't, yeah. For a second, I was like, is that true? Uh, <laughs> the concept <laughs> of loaning didn't exist before the United States of America. Um, <laughs> but it amazes me. That everything is still done by checks here. Yeah. Like the job I've got at the moment, we get a check posted every week. And I once tried to pay my agent's commission using my, just using my online banking. And I got a message from the accounting people in my, it was my management. I got a, uh, a phone call from them going, hey, uh, can you correct the address on there? Because we've moved offices and we need it. At the moment, it's forwarding, but it won't soon. I was like, oh, yeah, but I still got, like, the account number and the the routing code correct, right? And they went, yeah, yeah, but just the address needs to be changed. I was like, oh, but is it, so it wouldn't deposit into your account if that happens? And they're like, no, because when it sends this thing, it'll send it to the wrong address. Mm. And it was only then that I realized that if you use online banking in America to oh, yeah. send money straight to someone else, it, sends it automatically prints out <clears throat> a check, Ugh. puts it in an envelope, and mails it to them. Or, like, it, it's still sending them a check. It's just that a robot does the filling out bit. Yeah. Yeah. The, that amazed me. And the me. check, the check is the, uh, the great abyss. I mean, you should see the pile of mail at my house. That it's got to get to the mailbox. I've got to get to the mailbox well, it, and find it. It's and, such and a it weirdly old system. It. Yeah, they get lost in the mail. Then, then you it get takes it. Let's say you four find days it. to clear. Let's say you find it. Let's say you get the check. Yeah. Now you, now you got to get to the bank and not lose the check. Um, I, I I mean, it's got to be expensive for the banks. I know they make money on interest because they don't. You also have clear to clear it like for bef- five days. Before but 4 p.m. Before 4 p.m. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like mailing a letter. Like, you're like, oh, stamp. Oh, I got to find out what the address is. I got to put it in the mailbox. It, it's impossible. Yeah, stamp. I think, for every, me. Everything yeah. exhausts you. I mean, I, I, I'm just crazed all the time uh, with a million. Got uh, I got to pee. I got to stand up. I got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I got to unzip my pants. It's how it is. That is how it you're is. You're exhausted by your dog right now. You were telling us before we started recording. What's yeah, we got this dog? dog, which is so dumb because we already have two kids and he's just all over us. He's not trained. He's cute. He, he literally jumps on the bed at like 630 and wakes you up. Uh. And it's cute. It would be cute if it was just me and the dog, you know, and then we'd go to the beach. But that's not what happens. It's just this monster that's like following you into the bathroom and well, you got to train it. Is it also a golden retriever? Yeah, we tried. What do you mean you tried? I can't I can't do I can't have time to train a dog, Jesse. I got work to do. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go do to podcasts, and, to make podcasts and try to make, well, make a guys, career. Why'd you guys get the dog then? Because my wife wanted the dog. So why isn't she training it? <laughs> She's got to come over. Too. Everyone's got to come over and meet my wife. Why aren't the kids training it? What's that? Why isn't this dog trained? I That's have spoiled weird. kids, which are my fault. But your kids are great. You, they're you, great you, kids, but they're spoiled. Like Brooks, you can't appreciate these great. Th- you have a great family. Who took it the worst when Brooks got SNL? Was it? No, 
talking Matt, about Matt, Andy, oh, or Jesse. What are you talking like about? Like when Zach got the hangover, I was like in a coma for like two weeks. <laughs> when I saw the hangover, because I, I knew when he even got it, I was like, oh, that's, that's going to be huge. I knew. And then when it was huge, I was just like, oh. But that stuff doesn't threaten you. Like, why were you in a coma? Like, I, oh, I like you're a robot. Like, come on. It's, yes, it doesn't, doesn't mean, it doesn't you mean if Brooks didn't get SNL, you were going to get it. But at the same time, well, SNL, I, SNL I doesn't bother me just because it's so outside of my wheelhouse. Like, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I like SNL is not in my skills. I can't even do I can't even do one American accent, let alone 20. Well, no, I'm uh, not. I'm not a, a robot about it all. I'm just saying it, it. It's still a thing where it's like, well, yeah, but I didn't audition for it. Like, I'm I saying I what you're saying is correct. It's rational, but it's not the way most people approach it. It's just an emotional reaction. That's the right attitude. Yeah. You got the yeah, right yeah. attitude. God bless you. You know, you're, yeah. that's the right the, attitude. I suppose you could take it as a personal thing of like, well, why aren't I getting? I think it's. I think it's about like the place you are in your life, and I think at that time I had nothing going on. Well, sure, it definitely so makes I think you self reflective. That, that like was it, why it makes me feel like. But I mean, of all the things that make me feel like a loser, someone else's success is the least of them. I have actual stuff that makes me feel like a loser (laughs) that I just know about myself. So we're just lucky enough to be happy enough that we don't have stuff constantly bothering us to these things. Yeah, it's like... I feel like a loser, too. I mean, that that just adds on to it. That's why I'm upset, because I am a loser. If a friend of yours being in a movie makes you feel like a loser, it's like, yeah, that sucks. But it's like, you know, I just have like weird balls. (laughs) I just like, I just like have to feel like a loser. I don't Why know, does man. that make you feel like a loser? You just got my whole life. I've been weird about my balls. They're probably they, fine. They work. No one's ever yeah, complained. We, they work. Tell us. I don't, That's good. What could make balls weird? They're I mean, I'm weird. guessing you have in your life yeah. encountered more than one woman who has in, who has encountered both your balls and other balls. Probably and hasn't singled out your balls as See, in any way inferior like, balls. I feel like in a police lineup, my balls could get away with any crime. Right. You know, like a kind of the usual sus balls. In. Yeah. Usual sus balls. Um, you know, but like at the end, they quit walking with a limp. Um, <laughs> but, but maybe, maybe you just, uh, maybe all balls are weird and you don't know that. Maybe we have a chance here. Maybe this is a teachable moment for our listeners, yeah. for our adolescent listeners who might be thinking, I've got weird balls. What's possible? wrong with my balls? And we can teach them that, you know what? Everyone's balls are a little I, bit I weird. saw mine the other day. They're awful. No, everyone's balls are awful. But I had no, when I was younger, I had to have a weird thing removed from my balls and it gave me a ball stigma my whole life. Oh, I have a weird ball. Thing. You get a stitch down there. I had a stitch, yeah. Yeah, is it gone? Is it, yeah, everything's gone. There's no cl- scar. Cleaned up. That's good. You know, you but got two or one? I got two balls. Good, good. I got both of them. Um, I have one that like hangs lower than the other. Oh, that's normal. That's in fact, I think everyone's usually. Oh, the left. Really? I, think See, usually I didn't know that. The very left common. one is usually the lower. Yeah. I think that's actually designed so as to minimize collisions as well. So for yeah, they fit smarter packing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> designed. That's how they we designed it. It's so they don't. It's so they don't. When they cradled. When they when God blueprinted us. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Jesse. If you could erase the memory of having that weird thing r- removed from your balls, would that help your general happiness, you think? If it were possible to find the place in your brain where you've stored the memory of having this weird thing on your balls. It's an interesting thing to bring up, Andy, because I, I, you know, I mean, it sounds like you're talking about some sort of eternal sunshine type thing. I'm just saying, hypothetically, if science could find a way to erase a memory. Well, sure, it would make it better, Andy, if but that's never going to be science. possible, so we should just drop it and move on. In, no, interesting, Jesse. In, no, Andy, researchers, it's never going to be... Researchers at the University of California San Diego School of Medicine have Fuck erased right and reactivated memories in rats, profoundly altering the animal's re- reaction to past events. This is a real thing. Uh, according to uh, senior author Roberto Manilo, Malino, MD, PhD, professor of the Department of Neurosciences and Neurobiology section of the Division of Biological Sciences, 
we can form a memory, erase that memory, and we can reactivate it at will by applying a stimulus that selectively strengthens or weakens synaptic connections. Which yeah. sounds crazy. So that they, sounds they, very they crazy. This, this is a story sent in, by the way, by listener Dylan Wiedlick. Yes, thank, thank you, you Dylan. Dylan. I'm not sure whether it's Ikkoch. So you can... So I can't you, talk what, today. They what can they erase did. a rat's memory? Yes, what they did was they... Um, like that. They genetically modified, they genetically modified um, these rats to have a group of nerves in their brain that will react to light, and then they used light to stimulate that section of their brain. And at the same time, they delivered an electric shock to the animal's foot. So the rats soon learned to associate that direct brain nerve stimulation with the pain that was about to happen, and they would display fear when you did that direct brain nerve stimulation. And they uh, showed that chemical changes within the optically stimulated nerve synapses, um, uh, they showed that the chemical changes happened in there indicative of synaptic strengthening. And the next stage, the research team um, demonstrated that they could weaken that circuitry by stimulating the same nerves with a memory erasing low frequency train of optical pulses. So they could just do like essentially like your your uh formatting your hard drive in that section with this low frequency impulse. And then those rats would not respond to that original direct stimulation with fear, suggesting that they kind of erased that memory where they associated pain with that. So apply this to this what low they could do on a section. Oh, yeah, no they, they applied this low frequency thing directly to that synaptic area and it erased them them, their memory of, of associating pain with, with this kind of stimulation. But the craziest thing um, is that they found they could reactivate the lost memory by re-stimulating the same nerves with a memory-forming high-frequency train of optical pulses. So it's like you format your hard drive, but I don't know if you guys know this, like if, if, you, uh, if, if, like if the government really needs to find out what was on your hard drive and you haven't actually like put like a hole punch through it or taken one of those giant magnets to it, you can still get information back mm. from a hard drive that's been formatted because even though you've you've dropped the uh you know the voltages below whatever would make something a one or a zero, there's still like a ghost image of like slight fluctuations and if you apply a different sort of level of yeah. like oh, wow. the information well, is I still know on there. a computer in general um formatting is far more destructive to the data, but when you delete something. On a PC. Well, that's just that that doesn't like data. All it does is erase the pointer to it. But I'm yeah, saying, yeah. So when you delete something on a when you do when you delete something on a standard PC, if you just have a file and you just press delete and delete it from the recycling bin or whatever, it still can be undeleted because all that hap- all that has happened at that moment is it's just told the computer that bit of hard drive space is now free to write over. Like you can write back over that bit, but mm-hmm. it doesn't. But it hasn't written over. Yeah. It hasn't changed the ones and zeros into all zeros. I mean, there's still ones and zeros, and it can just change that first character yeah. back to. Yeah, you can use this again, and it's fine. I name but, all my files batteries, so when I empty the recycle bin, I feel like a bad boy. I don't get it. Wait a minute, it's Mister Recycle. I, I don't get it, guys. I'm real tired too, man. <laughs> what What are you looking at on your phone there? We all have stories. our devices for the stories. Oh, oh, no, but oh, oh, oh. but there's okay. more to this. So I, I was making I'm that reading, connection I'm to hard drive uh, memory story. This is not actually what they're saying. It's not the same mechanism that happens, but sort of in a similar fashion. Like you think something's gone, the data might still actually be there. Right. So they do this high frequency stimulation of that same area. It brings back the memories that went away, and then suddenly the rats will remember again to be afraid when you do that that stimulation that they used to associate sure. with the electrical shock. So they said that this is actually really useful for Alzheimer's research because um, the beta amyloid peptide that accumulates in the brains of people with Alzheimer's disease weakens synaptic connections in much the same way that low-frequency stimulation erased the memories in the rats. 
And since their work shows they can reverse the processes that weaken synapses, they could potentially counteract some of the beta amyloid's effects in Alzheimer's patients. So maybe not only could you eventually cure Alzheimer's, but maybe even those underlying memories you thought were lost aren't even lost and could be gotten back. So what would they do? They would uh, shoot people with lasers in the head to explain it to me how they would do well, it I mean, to I humans. Goals, I don't think they found a way that, that works. I think you just need to stand scale. underneath a lamp. I think that's what yeah, they're saying. Yeah. I think this so is a very long time from being applicable. Cause, yeah, cause but they're saying that at least they've found that in small instances, yeah, this low-frequency pulse would clear areas of memory for these rats and then a high frequency one would bring back those memories again sure so. when they genetically modify the rat's brain to know exactly where that memory is stored before yes we're a long ways out jesse we're a long ways out but, but it's but, interesting but what i mean is like i isn't that not how memories work i mean it's not phrenology i don't think you can be like you know sports memories well that's the thing like we don't really understand we've talked about that before how we always apply whatever our most current technology is as our model for how brains work and because computers are the most advanced thing we have now we're like yeah brains like a computer but of course that's only how limited we are in being able to conceive of how they work that's all the that's the best analogy we can think of it's just saying yeah it's a computer and it's not that simple there isn't like one single sure there isn't it's like a synapse to to transistor analogy of like this is a one or a zero right and you can just write something directly we don't know exactly i don't think we know exactly how brains store information but there are some parallels it seems like to how computers operate when people talk about ones and zeros i i still don't see what have been talking about ones and zeros for like 20 years i didn't have no idea what that is it's not that comp- i get what you're saying like how that wouldn't it doesn't make sense you know, when all, you take the ones and zeros but it's just basically instead of saying um you could you could codify any information into into numbers, right? I mean, mm. you could say that like, um, well, why not? If you wanted, if you wanted to like code, hey man, I ain't a number. A, if you wanted to code a picture of a, of a of a flower, you know, it's got a blue background and then there's a yellow flower in the middle. You could just say, okay, well, the, here's the value of of what the color is going to be for each of these pixels, and you could just say, okay, well, we'll assign it. Uh, it'll be this much red, this much green, and this much blue. There's just numbers for each of those mm. things. So you could express those easily in regular numbers. You could say, okay, on a scale of 0 to 255 of red, well, this is like a 147 of red. and a oh, So it's not ones and zeros. It's but ones saying, and sevens and eights and tens. Then you, into just, binary then you codes. just convert those numbers into binary. It just makes it a longer string. But like the same way our base, we, we count up to 10, then we reset. We go 1 through 9, then we go 10, 11, 12, 19, then 20. Right. Instead of just that, every time you reach 2, you reset. So you go 0, 1, then 1, 0, 1, then 1, 0, 0, then 1, 0, 1. You just mm. keep counting up. It's, it's much no, easier I get to write it. out. I get it. I get it. It's just a different way of expressing and the reason it. And the reason why it's in binary, the reason why it's one and zero, what one and zero effectively just means is on or switch off. on or switch off. Ah. So, which is High all, voltage or low voltage. Which in, is in all a, compu- a computer at its most basic. A, a computer chip is just a series of... I'm gonna, Effectively, on series on it yeah. of ons and offs. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys ever see so, that movie Tron? Of course, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like bio digital jazz. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, it was in the new one. I think I, I think I yelled like no, like right in the theater. <laughs> they, they said that bio digital jazz, jazz in the yeah. new one. Yeah. No, they yeah, didn't. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, he goes, oh man, it's like he was just playing, he was playing the, the dude. He was playing the dude Tron. in this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, while you know, we are, while we, I was going to quickly say connected to this story while we're talking about memory. There is another memory story that came out this week, and it kind of connects... I remember that. It connects to some of the stuff we were talking about on our live episode from Sketchfest with Professor Matt Walker. Oh, yeah. And it's the mechanism by which a good night's sleep improves learning and memory has been discovered by scientists. In the episode with Matt Walker, we talked a lot about, or he talked and we listened, 
about how important sleep is for just about every function. And memory is one of the hugest things. Memory is massively impaired by a lack of sleep. Yeah. Mm. And this team in China and the US, according to this BBC article, used advanced mi- mi- microscopy to witness new connections between brain cells, synapses, forming during sleep. And their study, which was published in the journal Science, showed even intense training could not make up for lost sleep. Experts said it was an elegant and significant study which uncovered the mechanisms of memory. It's well known that sleep plays an important role in memory and learning, but what actually happens inside the brain has been a source of considerable debate. Researchers at New York University... Have you ever been to one of those debates? <laughs> Boring. So, I don't know. It's sort of more, it's like a balloon debate where you just like which synapse you throw out. Right. It's going down for weight. Researchers at New York University School of Medicine and Peking University Shenzhen Graduate School trained mice in a new skill walking on top of a rotating rod, which I would love to see that for starters. That sounds like a mouse version of Wipeout or something. Or like, yeah, like uh, uh, Highlander games of, of mice. Yeah, they have like a log rolling and then they got to like caber toss and axe this like throwing. A, this is like a weird animal abuse heavy episode <laughs> we're doing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. They're so Scientists far. found if they beat the puppy, <laughs> <laughs> it was actually more likely to remember things. Well, so far it's having fun. It's just walking on top of a rotating rod and well, if it falls in its foot and, you know, shooting. I just spaced out. What is this I spaced out. This is we're getting back to sleep stuff. I spaced out. What the, sleep does? The remember. guy doesn't. You don't sleep. You don't remember stuff, right? This is this is what it is. I hate when I space out like Homer Simpson. You're good. So they walked on top of a rotating rod. They then looked inside the they living brain. They walk on a rotating rod. That was the skill they were trying to teach them. They teach the rats. The mi- they teach these mice. Yeah. The skill. Okay. Walk on a rotating rod. Okay. I'm listening. So it's a bit like a sort of gladiators or sure. wipeout type contest. Sure. They then looked inside <laughs> the living brain with like a, a microscope. Ninja. To show to see what happened when the animals were either sleeping or sleep deprived, mm. their studies showed that sleeping mice formed significantly more new connections between neurons. They were learning more, and by disrupting specific phases of sleep, yeah. the research group showed that deep or slow wave sleep was necessary for memory formation. During this stage, the brain was replaying the activity from earlier in the day, which is again something that Matt Walker talked about, but I don't think it had actually been seen. The process had been physically seen during that point. Professor Wen uh, Biao Gan from New York University told the BBC, finding out sleep promotes new connections between neurons is new. Nobody knew this before. We thought sleep helped, but it could have been other causes, and we show that it really helps to make connections, and that in sleep the brain is not quiet, it's replaying what happened during the day, and it seems quite important for making the connections. Oh, man, I love to sleep so much. Do you sleep well? No, man, I don't sleep well. I have apnea, and I have to wear this mouth guard. I have a body pillow. <gasps> well, I sleep have is... a breathe right street. I get really aggressive about sleep. But hopefully those things really? do help, because there's been other studies that show, there was one last year that we covered on the show, showing that bra- the brain used sleep to wash away waste toxins built up during a hard day's thinking. And sleep oh, is also, yeah. according to Professor Russell Foster, extremely important. The society has become supremely arrogant, said Professor Foster, in ignoring the importance of sleep, leading to serious health problems, which include cancer, heart disease, type 2 diabetes, <sighs> infections, and obesity. Oh, man, I get so excited. Sleep's like looking at porn for me. I, seriously, us talking about this it. is making me so pumped to go to sleep tonight. I can't, man. I can't wait to go to sleep tonight. I just bought a sleep mask. And What's I wore that? it last night, just like a mask. Oh, just like I, a block my room gets kind of bright in the, the morning. Oh, eyes I love wide those. shut type thing. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an eyes wide shut. Like uh, I want one of those mask. so badly. A sleep mask. 
I last night I slept till eleven thirty this morning. <laughs> you don't have a golden retriever. That jumps I've got sparsely masks. I get them every time I fly. <laughs> like I just yeah, it's great. Them. It's great. Like I thought it'd be weird to sleep with that feeling on your face, but uh, it it works. Man. My wife shamed me into not wearing a sleep mask because it was just so too girly. Oh, well, what? But, but you, you have but your bedroom. Wear a but you have your bedroom dark because that's. The I don't other wear. Thing. A, I, I gave up on the CPAP. I couldn't oh, okay. do it. I couldn't do it. It was awful. It was like Darth Vader. Yeah, that seems but horrifying. Here's what they further test they did during this experiment mice doing up to an hour's training followed by sleep were compared with mice doing training intensively for three hours but then sleep deprived the difference was still stark with the sleepers performing better and the brain forming more connections so the mice that trained longer but were deprived of sleep did worse than the mice that didn't train very much at all sure but had a good rest afterwards wow Wow. so so they say professor gan added one of the implications is for kids studying, if you want to remember something for long periods, you need these connections, these neuron connections to form in the brain during sleep. So it's probably better to study and have good sleep rather than keep studying. So anyone, I don't know, I think the exams have already happened for yeah. our student listeners, but, but if next time they come around, up, don't cram until four in the morning. Jesse, if you have stand-up, just go to bed. Yeah. Oh yeah! As soon as man, as soon as as soon as this season of the show's over, I'm gonna like sleep is gonna be my top priority in life. I'm gonna see what that does. If I, <laughs> why did Jason just? It's reacting to just Jesse's reaction to my joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Keep to tell another one. <laughs> what? I I didn't even know you were doing a joke. Oh, that's even worse. That is even yes, worse. I didn't even recognize that as humor. That Don't worry was, about uh, it. What are you saying? I'm just kidding. So you're saying if... Uh, I'm just joking. I do try to uh, get uh, enough sleep. I thought you would jump on that because you look like a, a good a person that likes to sleep and likes to not, and likes to <laughs> not stress mean? about stand-up. <laughs> what do you In mean? other words, you, you come off... I've seen you do stand-up. It's very good. And you come off to me as someone who probably is... Doesn't stress it too much, just kind of goes up there. You don't know Jesse at all. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't? Okay. He's the exact no, I, I, Listen, I'm going to go. <laughs> no, yeah, I, uh, this has been great. You're a great I learned, two, I learned two stories. I think, all, I think basically the lesson I'm getting out of this conversation is that everyone who's good at what they do uh, is never happy with what they do and thinks they're bad at what they Jesse's do. And that's very what good makes them. Yeah, well, I think, but I think part of the skill of being a good stand up is looking like you're just going up there and doing that's it. That's right. Right? You're right. Very good. No, I, I I bust my dick at it, you know, but sure. um, which is the wrong way to do it. I to literally, bust your dick, yeah. No, it's the wrong way to do it. But sometimes uh, your dick has to crash into something. Much like. But wait, but by the way, before you, this reminded me, I forgot. I wanted to talk about Jason. You just got uh, on a new reality show, didn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. We don't want to talk about that. We can't talk about that yet. Yeah, we can. Is it, when does it start? I don't know. Uh, this month. A, this it's month. It's a comedy competition show. Comedy it's competition. Not like last comics. You did last comic standing. You were finalist on that a few years back. Yeah. Uh, but this is what is this thing? It's, it's like, just a weird uh, thing. It's uh, pr- pr- produced by Marlon Wayans, and uh, he's the host. And uh, it's just like Last Comic, except it's all different kinds of comedy. Like you're making oh, your own yeah, web, web videos. And, but, yeah, and, I think of it like anything you can think of, like musical parody, vines, you know, stand up, awesome. sketch. And it's called. It's called Funniest Wins. Funniest Wins. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Watch for Jason Nash on Funniest Wins, listeners. Absolutely. Yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We were talking about crashing, and I think... Were you about to tell a moon story? I was. I was. Is that okay? Absolutely. I don't have to tell a moon story. I like a story. I like a, I like a space story to be in our I show every time. This, this one is actual new like, information about the moon. I also like a big discovery yeah. happening on a space story. 
So Reacher, uh, Reachers. Reachers. Jack Reacher. Uh, researchers. <laughs> have, name for a thing, isn't it? Jack yeah, Reacher. Jack Reacher around? Yeah. Uh, researchers have found evidence of the world that crashed into the Earth billions of years ago to form the moon. It's pretty big, epic stuff. Analysis of lunar rock brought back by the Apollo astronauts shows, stretches, uh, shows traces of the planet called Theia. The researchers claim that their discovery confirms the theory that the moon was created by uh, just such a cataclysmic collision. The study has been published in the, uh, in the journal Science. I was expecting to say Journal of Science. The expected theory uh, since the 1980s is that the moon arose as a result of a collision between the Earth and Theia 4.5 billion years ago. Theia was named after a goddess in Greek mythology who is said to be the mother of... Who gives a fuck? It is, it is thought to have disintegrated on impact with the resulting debris hmm. mingling, uh, mingling with that from the Earth and coalescing into the moon. It's the simplest explanation, fits in well with computer simulations. The main drawback with the theory is that no one had found any evidence of Theia in lunar rock samples. Earlier analysis had shown moon rock to have originated entirely from the Earth, whereas computer simulations had shown that the moon ought to have been mostly derived from Theia. So now a more refined analysis of moon rock has found evidence of material thought to have an alien origin. Um, this is all according to lead researcher Dr. Daniel Herwitz. 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 Oh, yeah, that's Herwitz, isn't it? Herwitz. Yeah. Who's Wurtz? Herwitz. That's a brutal last name, yeah. huh? Oy. Sorry, buddy. Of course you're going to like look for things not on Earth. Oy. Um, so he's from the University of... Oh. What's with this? Goitingen. Goitingen. Good, and, uh, good, good, good. So Doing the OE sound is the tricky thing. Yeah. There. So, so, Goitingen. 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 It's Goitingen. Goitingen. That's got to be it, right? Goitingen? Goitingen. Yeah, that's exactly it. Goitingen. So, Daniel Hervatz from University of Goitingen. He said, no one is found. That would be Goitingen, I think. It would be a hard G. Göttingen. Göttingen. Daniel Hörver. I think we should keep trying to say it until we get it I right. I think you should keep going more like this with it every I time. I think the next <laughs> hour of this podcast should just be us all attempting to Doctor, get this exactly accurate. Dr. Daniel Hervatz from the University of Göttingen. He said no one has found definitive evidence for the collision theory hmm. until now. It was getting to the stage where some people were suggesting that the collision had not even taken place, he told the BBC News. But we are now discovered small differences between the Earth and the Moon, and this confirms the giant impacts hypothesis. Um, so the the difference, some say, could be explained by material absorbed by the Earth after the Moon formed. And uh, yeah, looks like they they're you know they found this fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. So basically, like we always uh, for a long time, all the evidence pointed to everything on on the Moon is sort of similar to what are we going for? What's happening? Uh, the pronunciation we're going to get from Matt here? It was meant to be. Göttingen, German. Göttingen. Göttingen, German. Okay. Göttingen, German. You had it right. Göttingen. But they didn't really hit that second That YouTube video hard. takes a long time to actually... <laughs> there's a good five seconds of dead air at the beginning of that. Yeah, was there an ad on that? Was it... Capital no, One ad. No ad. It just, <laughs> it just went. They decided to. Who doesn't wallet? click after the five seconds on that ad? How does, yeah, who, who doesn't? Who waits? Whole, I'm going to wait. See like, the whole no, ad. I want to see what Honda has to say. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think they're banking on people not even knowing that's a thing. It's for the yeah. the most lowest common denominator. People can't read. And, yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, eight-year-olds. Well, like you've read YouTube comments. Yeah. It's a fucking nightmare out there. I do wonder what the yeah. future of all of this, as far as how you get paid for content, is going to be. Is it going to be that you'll always have a choice of being able to just pay and not have ads versus like people who just don't have money? I'll be like, okay, I'll sit through ads. Like, are ads going to go away? Is that going to like? Are we eventually going to become immune to them, or will they just be all product placement kind of things that'll be so in? enmeshed with the thing we're watching we won't even you know what's the, what do you guys think the future you of said thing? first of all you said that joint wasn't going to affect you <laughs> and I just mean like sometimes is it the system or is it the man you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> I mean we can rage against the machine but like we are the machine so it's like what's even happening anymore <laughs> product placement's hard because you can't you know you have content you can't act, you gotta get a call somebody and say hey can I place the product it's 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 really hard to do but then, like, Silicon Valley is a good show, but they do it like crazy. You think back, Apple pays for all that. What, what's, no, what have like you seen in Burger there? Burger King, uh, the beers they drink. Oh, Burger they King's drink in there. Psyches, they drink Heineken. They have them prominently placed. I, I guess I was scenes. talking about, like, probably science. But if like, you have a view on this or mind. not, yeah. uh, write in, and we'll put the best opinions on our Squarespace-powered yeah. websites. <laughs> hey, good call. <laughs> we can, uh, our website, which, as you know, is Squarespace-powered by, by Squarespace. Squarespace powers it. Squarespace powers it. Nice. So, so these guys, yeah, they they looked at the they looked at the rocks. They they it turns out that yeah, Earth collided with another big planet, and uh, the moon is a combination composite thereof. Right. Well, they used to say proof, that, and and the way that they looked at that was um, by isotopic composition of the oxygen contained in rocks on moon, on moon, on moon, on Earth, and on the moon. Good movie. Um, Got it. On moon, <laughs> and that that's the ratio of different forms of oxygen. And it used to be thought that this was like the fingerprint of a celestial body, the the isotopic composition of oxygen in it um and studies of meteorites from mars and other outer solar system planets show that these ratios are markedly different from one planet to another and they're, so they're puzzled by the fact that the fingerprints of earth and theia the thing that hit earth that knocked the moon out to become the moon seem almost identical but again i guess different enough so they can tell there was this other thing that hit us that create that created the moon which was what they hypothesized for a long time but sure you guys should go to the moon. You should take the podcast to the right? moon. Or like, well, well, go, like do Branson's thing. Like take a private thing to space. We've talked you about this. Lot because of, we've got listeners it, in Australia. We I know we'd, we'd happily do a live show in Australia if we can get enough interest. And if you are a moon-based, any lunar listeners. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> you can email us in at probablyscience like, at I, If we have I enough. Mean, it would have to be enough to at least go some way towards covering. I would pay some of the money to get to the moon myself because I'd right. be but interested you have a lot of fans on the moon? moon. We wouldn't need like money on top. We would waive the fee. If you guys just cover travel and accommodations. Like, yeah. How much that, is it to go privately to the moon? Does anyone know? It's like 20 grand. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Oh, it would be yeah, more. That's, no, that's I'd say, I'm not doing a joke. You really I can. No, I'd say we nearly double that. Only like, only, only like. Double digits of humans have ever been to the moon. Well, wait like, a minute. There is a guy that takes people to space, right? There's not, like a private but space thing. You can't, Maybe you can't go, go to the moon. The definition is like getting like 10 miles high. The moon is, I think, The moon is four days. 25 Earths away from Earth. At thousands of miles per hour. Earth, uh, t- the moon is 200,000 miles away. The private space things you can do gets you about 10 or 15 miles. And what do you do once you're up there? It, on the moon or no, on no, private? on the private. Thing. Well, I mean, you get a bit of zero g. You, like, you get zero gravity, orbit, right? So you're zero gravity. Dude, you guys got to do that for the podcast. You get so many people to listen. If you did a podcast in zero gravity. <laughs> well, we could just do one of the vomit comments. <laughs> How much would it cost to get in a vomit comment? You think? I don't know. It's still expensive. Probably, expensive, but Thousands. not as much. Thousands, but do it. Because then, you, then it would be like, oh, these guys are taking it to the next level. Okay, you know what we could do? This would be easy, actually. We could set up a Kickstarter, and then if it fails, it fails. Who cares? Perfect. And, and just see if we can get people to pay for us all to go on a vomit comet. Would you do it if we could get the money, Jesse? Yeah, I would do it. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. Of course <laughs> I don't want to do it. Just looking up one of the companies that does it, Zero G Corporation, 
and it turns out I've already visited this website because the link is purple nice. rather than blue. Yeah. So I, I have it You're somewhere. You're a dreamer, Matt. You're a dreamer. Yeah, but when you Googled Vomit Comet, you thought it was a different thing. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's just a, yeah. it's just a good weekend. Yeah. But <laughs> according to one thing on Yahoo Answers, it runs to around five grand. Five grand a person? person? Which? It's nothing. That's... A Kickstarter for 15000 nothing. Is that's not actually impossible. affordable. It's not impossible. You that's actually... You guys that's remember the those? rent of that's the price of a cheap car. Like I thought it would be a lot more than that. You guys remember those? Uh, I know it's just for one trip, but remember how there was like just those girls gone wild commercials uh-huh, were uh-huh, uh-huh. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Hours uh-huh. every night. Yep. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't know. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> so the girls gone wild commercials. Well, they started like running out of shit because they would like theme them. You know, so it'd be sure. yeah, we're doing this now. We're doing yeah. you know, goes to the club. It, hey, farm girls, whatever. Yeah, uh, and they did one. They were trying to do it space themed, and I just remember seeing the commercial for it, <laughs> and it it was clearly filmed in a vomit comet. It was just film zero G. Yeah, and I just thought like these girls are already wicked drunk. Like <laughs> I would love to see just the B side edits of just the puking and the incredible amount of just like right. I mean, that'd be the worst. <laughs> That'd be so hard to do. Like even you know, filming like Apollo Eleven or something. Or, or oh, I forgot. Super Apollo hot, Thirteen though. filmed that in those. Pla- they in those filmed planes. in the vomit comet, but yeah. it took them forever to like kind of be okay with it. I yeah. love when a girl throws up on my dick. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, if you take this trip, you wouldn't even need your dick to be near it. So it's. <laughs> it's so weird. I- I've always wondered why the enamel on your dick was worn down. <laughs> Um, we did it, guys. We did it. We, we did it. it. We, we negated whatever momentum we had with the Kickstarter by having that. We had no, a laugh. Uh, this is a thing. How about we say this? If people, if this is like a pre-Kickstarter Kickstarter, this is like a testing the waters. We would if have to guys, be recording as we did it. Right. Which we could do with a Zoom. It, it wouldn't be impossible. Um, listeners, if you think this is something that's interesting and you would actually donate, Dude, maybe the, just tweet at us. The at, company at would pay Science. for it. What company would pay for it? The company who takes you there. They pay for it just, for the PR. Yeah, just for the PR. I don't. I doubt it. I don't know. It doesn't cost them if, anything to put you in the in this uh, machine. Well, they can only take in the it's spaceship. A, it's, a, it's, it's a plane. Though. It's, like a plane. It's, it's a plane. It costs fuel. I know. I like to call it. I like to think of it as a spaceship, though. <laughs> Look, I, mean, I like to think. Like, I want to picture you guys in if suits. Gonna, if they're going to put you in this robot, they can. They can do it. They'll just do it. <laughs> I know they put. Um, they put Stephen Hawking up there. Now wait. Oh, did they really? Yeah, that's the thing. They had Stephen Hawking get to write. Got I heard he couldn't feel his legs. Um, guys, folks. guys, wait, wait, folks. and th- now, now here's the other folks. thing. Could you, you'd have microphones. Would you be able to talk, and could you get an audio recording out of it? Like, how oh, would yeah. you do it? Yeah, yeah nothing we're, changes. We're, nothing changes. But you'd be floating around. Yeah, you'd you'd float for like thirty seconds at a at a at a at a at a, at a go because mm-hmm. they have to just kind of like they have to cut the engine and just let the plane travel as if it's a rock you threw through the air. So it's just oh. following the parabola of something Does it actually falling. cut the engine or does it just fly in a programmed parabola? I think it's programmed. I think, it, I think, I it think probably the engine, the engine. Ca- carries on but it just is it's I guess, but the, it's why, programmed but to fly could, in a very specific arc. But why wouldn't they just cut it? As, uh, because it seems like stalling be, and things would happen. Uh, yeah. Here's why I don't think you why you'd need or at least you need direction is because planes naturally glide. So if you cut the power at the top of the thing, no, you can still steer. I'm just saying, why would you still be powering the engines? You could just have it go, and then like, okay, now it just is going to follow the trajectory that it would follow, and we steer it so to make sure it follows that trajectory. But like, as long as it's going the way it would go, if you just threw it, then everything inside is going to act as though it's just 
waitlist in comparison to that. If any of you are pilots, I'm just uh, picturing I'm just picturing the space nerd listening to this like, no, 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 actually, Andy's right. <laughs> Wait, well, it could be either one. one. I mean, I, I could see it being either one. It just seems like you, it's a I don't waste. Think it to happens keep at the parabola. Engines. It happens while you're falling. Yeah. No, it could happen as even as you're going up. Like, imagine if you threw the weightlessness. Uh, if you threw a cube with a little ball inside of it, if you threw it up in the air <laughs> from the perspective of that little cabin, that little cube. The ball inside of it is going through. I mean, they're both weightless, even yes. on the way up and on the way down. The whole way, they're both in relation yeah, to each other. Because the whole point of weightlessness isn't that there isn't gravity pulling on you; it's that gravity is acting on your surroundings at the same amount that it's acting on on you. It in yeah. relation to your surroundings, you're you know you can not even moving. if you just threw if you just got launched in the air right now by some catapult, like the the way the whole time you're going up and at your top and at your bottom, like you're kind of feeling the same effective weightlessness like everything inside of your body and it's is- because as you're traveling around you you see your surroundings you're aware you're moving up and down but if you were in an enclosed object so that relative to that object there's no movement but it's not even about the comparison to, it's not about perceptual comparison to what's around you it's like your organs are also yeah. being accelerated at the same rate that the rest of you is so you're it's the stuff inside but that of only you happens is, at the very top no no the whole time up. the whole time but you're only being accelerated until the thing releases you and at that point you're just act, being acted upon by gravity equally on the way up as on the way down and the whole time you'd feel effectively equally weightless and if, that, if I have the physics wrong on this someone correct me but I feel like the whole time you can email us in at uh, probably science at gmail.com yeah. and put in a pair of Parabolic boost. Keep going, Matt. Go back at him. This is awesome. <laughs> the great gravity debate of 2014. Go, Matt. Don't drop it. Come on. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. You guys have gotten better at the show. Well, maybe we- now you've got. You're just getting more and more into science. <laughs> and no, I think I think it's really good. I take that as a high compliment. I think Gallagher put you guys into another. That Gallagher show was the best. It was the worst. What are you talking about? Remember we listened to it together? That was the best. It was a train wreck. Such a good show. (laughs) It was a good show in the way that the Ron and Fez thing was good. Yeah, no, well, He's a bit of a know-it-all, too. Yeah. He's awesome. But he didn't want to actually talk about the stuff he knows, because he did study engineering. You know, it got a lot of Gallagher, uh, that episode got a lot of shares on Facebook. If you guys noticed it, that, it did. It did. Shares on Facebook. That's only good, right? Facebook is always good. Oh, but very quickly before oh, you get onto okay. the story, yes! you just no, no, no. We're not. <laughs> fight, we're not, fight, fight, we're not fight, going back onto parabolas. We're not getting. I was just going to say you started talking about the pre pre Kickstarter Kickstarter. Well, let's just say if you guys think you would actually be willing to donate some money to have us do this, just tweet at Probably Science and tell us that, and that will motivate us to actually make because you got to make, make a Kickstarter or video. Facebook us. Yeah, we're on Facebook. Or we're on Facebook. The great and benevolent Facebook. Can I write the Kickstarter video script? Can I help you guys write it? If we do it, I don't want to waste some our kind of time. Veto power over I don't want to waste our time in this if like there's no interest from listeners. We'd have to raise about fifteen, let's call it twenty thousand realistically to also get like a person up there with a camera, maybe to shoot or. I, don't I know. think they shoot it for you, but I could be wrong. Okay, okay. They'll let's, pay for it. The we'll company it will pay for it. The company won't pay. For it. What, what what is it? They'll just throw you in a ride. It doesn't cost them any money. It does cost fuel. It, it costs space costs of someone money. else. Oh, they'll, give you, they'll give you a break. They'll give you a break. They might give us a break if we think I'm, I'm not against it's going to be publicity. I don't Is know. Is it in California? If any of you guys listen to... If anyone who works at one of these projects happens to listen to the show, then yeah. write us. That's Is your Martians up there? Like, you get to meet Martians or anything? <laughs> like, five miles up? Yeah, there's a couple. What else happens? <laughs> Is Is Captain Kirk up there? Captain Chewbacca Captain Kirk is there yeah playing space chess meet Chewbacca so you get to meet all of those and here's the good thing we would get as a guest we would get one of the Martians or one of the Captain Kirks oh yeah it's Mm -hmm. a freebie it's a given take cosplay dudes with you that'd be so funny (laughs) oh my god take guys and like a stormtrooper with you (laughs) 
and have him be your audio guy. Like, dress me as a stormtrooper. <laughs> be so good. Will you come with us? If we oh, can yeah, get... hell yeah. What we should do, okay, you, have the most, you have the most swing with social media. You should be oh, oh, spearheading yeah. this thing. It'll be the four of us. Uh, if, if you they, vine about it. If get they want three vines out of the trip to the moon, I'm in. You, you, oh, wait, you, that's you, how you do it. Yes, you get a third party who wants you to vine from Zero Gravity who's going to pay for it. And then we just tag along. Yeah, if they, wanna pay, if, they, if, they, if they want me to come, I'm there, man. I'll make vines in Zero Gravity with Chewbacca You're all day. You're not against doing vines for a company, right? No, that's, I do it all the time. Yeah. It's great. You can charter the flight for 36 people for 165 grand. Wow. Plus tax. So if you oh, divide dude, that up. Take all your fans. Take all your fans with you. Person, we do. That is weird because we do have less than thirty-three fans. <laughs> so we could actually take all it's a of perfect our number. Listeners. We could take all of our listeners. Oh my god, that would That's be just somebody. nerdy. It looks like it's Fort Lauderdale as well. We'd have to get to uh, Florida, uh, so you have to factor an airfare as well. That's the only company. Do they have food. They can't oh, no, pick us up. They're in a the plane. There appears to be one yeah, in France. Swing by California. Swing by Long Beach Airport. Is there food on there? Do they have drinks? I just want to know. TV. Uh, no, you don't I don't know. think you have Good TV. Playing? Yeah. Can you watch Delivery no, Man with Vince Vaughn? I think, it's, I think Vaughn? it's a giant padded capsule. <laughs> watch Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn? What's I was that? on a plane with Jake Fogelness just randomly. I was sitting next to him. We had this long, long philosophical discussion about comedy and how he wanted to do a certain kind of comedy and he had morals and, and I was so impressed with him. I was like, that's awesome, Jake. Bye-bye. And then Jake fell asleep and I watched Delivery Man with Vince Vaughn. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, he's going to wake up and see yeah, this. He's got those America's Funniest Home Video morals. Um... <laughs> Hell yeah. Delivery Man's not bad. I mean, I like Vince Vaughn. Um, so, uh, are, you friends, are you friends with Fogelnest now on Facebook? I love Jake Fogelnest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. On, on Facebook. Uh, you know, I don't know if you guys... I recently, obviously, bowed out of the Facebook game. He did it. Oh, yeah? He cut ties. Good for you. Did it. Had Why? to do Why'd it. you do it? Well, I did it kind of because of some reasons in this article. Uh, it turns out that using Facebook is making people sadder. Yeah. This is uh, something we all knew. I know. Of course. It's terrible. Um, but just what is it about the social network that takes a hit in our mood? Because this, this, this study that came out saying it makes us sadder is like a year old now, but they didn't, discuss, they didn't look into why exactly. They just sure. know that it does generally. Sure. Yeah. Um, a study of the different ways of interacting with the site now offers an answer. Grazing on the content of other people's idealized lives may make reality painful. I don't, think, I don't like, think you need the May. Yeah, I don't think we need to speculate. Obvious. Yeah. Scientists have long debated Facebook's impact. No, they have not long debated this. <laughs> they have, <laughs> Facebook has not been long debated. But scientists have long debated Facebook's impact on users in the moment mood, uh, users in the moment mood, as well as their deeper satisfaction with life. Some studies have found that the site makes us happier; others, sadder. One of the problems is that most studies were cross-sectional, taking a snapshot of people at one point of time. But that makes it difficult to separate our use of Facebook from the many other factors known to affect well-being from overworked romantic meltdowns. Uh, romantic meltdowns. What yeah, is a romantic, a romantic meltdown? meltdown could make you unhappy. I think that just means any time a relationship dissolves in whatever way it could, right? Oh, I thought that meant like uh, there's like a, a guy playing violin at Fukushima. <laughs> like it's a nice ro- it's a romantic meltdown. <laughs> He's just setting the mood for some <laughs> right. oh. the sweetest, the sweetest yeah. meltdown. That's the wrong instrument to be playing at yeah. Fukushima. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys see Godzilla? So sad. I haven't. Yeah. No, is it good? Nobody saw it. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, yeah. That's. I mean, come on. The meltdown. That I'm not spoiling anything. Like it begins with a Japanese uh, nuclear meltdown. Oh sure. God. And and Godzilla. Well, um, well, I'm not gonna tell you what it has, but I will say that there's a scene where uh, uh, a woman is is being chased down the hallway of a 
nuclear reactor by a radioactive cloud that happens to be running at pretty much the speed of a human running, which is very convenient for the. That's how fast like a nuclear red nuclear cloud gas goes. Sure. Like, yeah. Well, Nine, all these ten two and a half grand. I might have found. I might have found the CRG flight for two and a half discount. grand. Okay, this is doable now. Um, all those questions, all those fact checks about Godzilla and more, you can ask to uh, my buddy Max Bornstein when he's on next month. He wrote the movie. Oh. And we're also going to have a. Ooh, did I just uh, we're also going to have okay, a zoologist on at the same time to discuss the reality of that actually happening. Scratch what I said about oh, Godzilla. You guys. Um, you guys the science works. The science it. of Godzilla works. <laughs> no, I want to. I want to poke holes in it. I want to no, ask no, him a no. million fucking questions about the thing. Um, so uh, the conclusion uh, of this. Uh, so this. Let me. Of why Facebook bums you out? Yes, this is Ethan Cross, a, uh, a psychologist at University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. Um, he studied people's use of Facebook over time, surveying them about their well-being five times per day for two weeks. And the conclusion was that the more you use Facebook, the sadder you get. Um, mm. The results offered no clue as to what it is about the social network. This is back in 2013. About the social network or how people are using it that might have this negative effect. But since then, a collaboration of labs, including Crosses, has tried to tease apart the mechanisms. Rather than just studying people's well-being and their use of Facebook over time, the researchers performed an intervention, having suspects repeatedly visit a lab Sus- in Ann Arbor. Uh, subjects. Jesus <laughs> Christ. <laughs> or Why suspects. Uh, repeatedly visited uh, their lab in Ann Arbor and used their personal Facebook accounts in specific ways. After all, interaction with Facebook consists of a whole set of activities from browsing photos and liking websites to directly interacting with others through messages and comments. Um, So this all came to a head sort of last week at the annual meeting of the Association for Psychological Science in San Francisco. You know? Yes. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting eaten alive. Andy, take it for a second. So their findings suggest that there's no effect on well-being if one actively uses Facebook, meaning subjects who uh, digitally interact with the social network by posting status updates, sharing content, and messaging others. Their mood stays the same over the course of the day, but the negative impact on well-being that they discovered in 2013 reappeared for individuals who were made to passively use the site, as in just browsing through photographs of other people's happy moments, reading people's conversations, and not contributing anything. So if you're actively participating in it, it doesn't bum you out. And if you're just reading it and fuming over how great everyone else's lives are, that's when it makes you sad, which yeah. is totally common sense to me. And I, I can relate. Like I, the, the times when I get down one of those wormholes, it never mm. leads to any good emotions. It's, Brooks mm. is always like, on <laughs> SNL, things are awesome. Here's the video of everything shit, a day Jason for Nash. the rest of <laughs> Here's the video. What? He did that uh, video a day oh, for yeah. a year thing, which is I, it's really it fun to watch. Good. But I gotta admit, it does stir up some of those emotions. It's, oh yeah, oh it was a great video. What is my life? I'm people want to know what's going on. Any better. People want to know what's going on in my world right now. I'm being attacked by upwards of twenty gnats. I don't. I don't have. I don't have bugs. I mean, ten minutes away. Why you guys, yeah. There's no bugs in California. What do you got? What is? I this? don't. I don't see any bugs. These guys are crazy. What I'm you, also on. I'm also on crystal methamphetamine, dude. There's a gnat in my fucking eye right now. Are the gnats? Are the gnats from the grapefruit? There's like fruit flies everywhere all the time. Oh, it's from the grapefruit, which are beautiful. That's not grapefruit. It's inedible oranges. Oh, why is it inedible? It's like poison. It's like a poisonous orange tree. Seriously. Oh, I have off on my forehead. I just felt it settle. Good, good. You felt it settle. Um, but I think that's how most people interact with Facebook. Is you know you're just on your phone bored. Mm. So you you are just scrolling almost subconsciously. That's such a go to yeah, yeah. mechanism now. And, uh, yeah, it's a bummer. It's a huge bummer. It's a huge bummer. So, I mean, is that part of what led you to quit Facebook? No, it's just a lot of... I wasn't getting anything from it. 
Um, yeah. it, aside from like seeing invites to like things, and then it's like, well, if you really want me there, you'll have my email or you have my number or you can ask someone else for it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I want to get off it. If I had the balls to, I would. I would. I would. Why is it so hard to do? I don't know why it's so hard to do. It should be easy. Because you think you're going to need it. Because you think like, you're like, someone's going to try to contact you yes, to give you a job yeah, and you're not going to yeah, want it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, you, you, you want this email like, hi, my name's Rebecca. I'm from British land and we saw your stand up. We'd like to. Offer your own network. Yeah, your own network. Like yeah. <laughs> so weird because for a second I thought that was my old friend Rebecca from British land. <laughs> <laughs> like, you always think you're going to get that. But, you know. I want to get off too, man. Want to do it? Oh, I wish. And here's my excuse, which I don't think it even holds water anymore. It's like, oh, I have to maintain the pages for like Bridgetown and, and this That's podcast right. and stuff. But I think you can do what Jesse did. He just converted his to a fan page. Right. And it maintains all the ability to, what, to message? But you can't, like, there's no feed anymore. To like, There's no feed to look at. Um, people like people can like my fan page but like I don't see who likes it so you're not tempted to go and I'm not able to see it it's not interactive enough for me it's I still need people to like message and message them back well that's why there's a thing called email (laughs) they've invented a thing called email boom Ah, in the eye who gets it now? Email's a waste of time. There's so many emails that you get in a day. I feel the you opposite. miss emails Email's all the time. my only real thing. Facebook is the nuisance. Facebook messages. Really? Yeah. I, I, if someone's Facebook messages me, I'm just like, email me. This is not the way adults communicate. This Send me an email if you want to. Really? Because then it'll be on my radar of a thing to do. But Facebook is just like my lowest priority I like thing. the messenger. You can get like you can get it on your phone. People can contact <sighs> you. you. I don't mind that. To, yeah. The people that are messaging me, I don't. Um... I don't know. I'm trying to get sort of as as untechnological as possible with all that stuff. I've yeah. I've I've also thought about downgrading from a smartphone back to like a flip, just so you have fewer temptations with wasting time. Yeah, but it's, yeah. It's, but it's like the temptations they are temptations, but it never gives me a positive effect. It's just bullshit. It's all bullshit, right? You know, I mean, we lived before like when when you go out to eat with somebody and they'd get up to go to the bathroom, we used to just sit there like nothing happened. We were fine. <laughs> you would just sit there and like look around. Yeah, like I felt weird the other day because I was I was popping out for a cigarette. I was standing outside, like on a street corner, and I didn't have my phone, so there was nothing to scroll through, and I just had to stand there and like nod at people when they walked by. Yeah, and it's affected everyone. Like people don't know what to do now. They think you want something from them, which used to just be how all humans were. <laughs> yeah, and and I realized like that's, that's the definition of social anxiety. Right, right. Like if it makes you uncomfortable that someone is smiling at you, you have severe social anxiety. And yeah. but now that's the norm. How, how much clothing did you have on when you were smiling? At <laughs> I was masturbating. Okay. I mean, I was standing there. I was, I was masturbating, <laughs> staring at them. Sure, sure. Yeah, I would not break eye contact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did it with a smile. Look at that guy without a phone. What's it? He's just standing there. Where's his iPhone? No, but I mean, people, Where's his Android? People think you're about to mug them or something. Yeah, I know they do. Standing somewhere. Yeah, it's funny. I know. It's weird. You're right. Or like if, you, if you're just sitting on a bench, just like watching shit. <laughs> watching like, is children. That guy, is that guy a pedophile? Yeah. It's like no, I'm enjoying a park. <laughs> yeah I don't know Jason is it okay that I just vined you yeah vine it up let's vine it up yes um, I, I, I like um, I like I do like this world though of 
like let's say you make a stand-up video and or let's say you make I, I, I like it's weird how you keep hypothetically talking about me hypothetically doing stand-up <laughs> you're like Jesse if what you, do you were, mean what do you mean hypothetical? earlier you're like Jesse if you were to try stand-up you could remember I didn't it say that at all <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> Jesse if you were to make a what are you talking video, about that's not what? what I said at all <laughs> I feel like you're why are a, you putting words why are you being defensive you're bringing a lot of dead weight to this show Jason. <laughs> I'm bringing dead weight you're bringing a lot of dead weight oh that's not true and oh, I, I, I didn't once say here. I didn't once guys did I once say anything hypothetical I said he's a no, great listen no, I said he's a, uh, no tell me what did no, I say no, it's a little no, because, trying to feel it look no, man it, this is no Rick and Fez I don't want to get anything going here it's, and it's Ron and Fez Ron and Fez so, Rick and Fez. so what about the videos no I'm just saying that I do like being able to like for what we do yes it's absolutely necessary I think to have the phone like you can't go back to flip I don't think I don't know I know I know, I know when I used to travel to with flips Okay. I, I know when I used to travel to gigs though when I, on the road, I used to I print out I maps know. and directions and travel. Like now, I just leave the house and know that along the way I can look it you up. Yeah, it. yeah, there's that. Yeah. There's also like Facebook. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but like I like going through the events and being like, oh, I could maybe go do that show, or oh, maybe I should go. You know, like to be a oh, part. No, I miss that part of it. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. Just, as much I as it sucks, I think we get more out of it. The con- well, the cons outweighed the pros for me. Yeah. You know. That's fair. Um. As far as like looking at events and things like that i find that there are aside from personalized like party invites Mm -hmm. you know there are enough resources i mean come on man you go to the comedy bureau or something you could look at like yeah what shows to go to i mean i I still i still know what's up like i'm not you know i haven't you're still connected yeah i haven't stone aged myself i'm still out and about i sort of stone aged myself this year and like got away from the and any kind of stand-up so like in the last couple months i was like i have to find out what's going on and that was really valuable to be like to find the show and then be like okay who runs that show then you can trace it to their facebook page what, what and go down the to the show break? oh just just trying to like i don't make my money through stand-up so right. i have to make money and i stopped i just stopped i love stand-up but i had i just chose i just chose the other thing you know some other things over stand-up remember that weird audition thing we did at the store yeah, you were festival. great that night, and you I was great. no, I wasn't. I was terrible. I hadn't done stand up in like six months. But that, that, and they called me and asked me to do it, and I was like, and that was a huge mistake. I should have never went down there. But the host, like the host, like brought up. The, so see, our uh, friend of the show, she's been on before, Aparna Nancherla. Mm-hmm. She was at this weird like festival audition thing we were we were all doing. Okay, and the host mangled her name so bad before her set. But like wasn't giving a shit. But also didn't ask her beforehand. No. He mangled her name so bad. That's terrible. And then he goes, and she's like kind of trying to correct him. But you know how she is. She wasn't. She wasn't being weird about it. Yeah. She was like, it's it's a parna, uh, yeah. you know, because he he was just trying to make a joke out of how bad he was doing. And then he's like, all right, we'll just come up here and just tell them your name. Come on, tell them your name uh, like that. And it's just like ruined her whole set. Uh, like you can't just no. come out with material. Wow. And I, I still remember, remember thinking like, man, that's fucked. That's like fucked. Yeah, she's she's doing really well. Oh, she's doing great now. I mean, probably better than that person who. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no, the cream still rises. I just think it always sucks when someone like throws a wrench in anything. Yeah. Can can I tell you something? Nothing good has ever happened to me at the comedy store. I know people have good times there, and I hear about it from other comics. Get it? It's nothing good has ever happened to me there. No, I don't. I'm not (laughs) a parking regular guy. I don't know that that guy Don Barris is always running around. And you're like, oh my god, what is is he going to murder somebody? 
<laughs> I don't know who any of those people are. <laughs> but then you see somebody like Brody, and he's like, you know, he's doing great there. So that's I, good. I think the secret to that place is just like getting to a level where you can bypass everything and just jump. Not that I'm there. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It seems like if you're the kind of person who could just come in and get on the good stages. Then, then it's then it's fine. But if you have to run up through the ranks, it's like well, that's the secret to any show. A gauntlet of. That's but I mean, not every place has the level of. I feel like I shouldn't jump on this bandwagon because I, I maybe I still want to get up there. I don't know. <laughs> oh, the level of like hang out there system. Uh, yeah, yeah, and the, yeah, but that's bullshit everywhere. There's always a back door. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, do Letterman, and the night you do it, go hang out at the comedy cellar, <laughs> right, right. and you'll probably get passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like. Right, doesn't matter. I've never been passed anywhere. I've shit. never even like made that on on my list of things to have happen. You know, like yeah, it's like not a, I don't know, which is bad. My stand up career is not going where it should be right now. <laughs> but, but that's okay. Doing. I mean, you just should get off I'm, that Facebook. Gotta get other irons in the fire. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're producing Jason, movies. You are you are the you're the king of having tons of irons in the fire. Like you make stuff happen. No, you don't I wish I was. I wish I was a good stand up. I wish I could like. You're great. You were uh, you were finalist on Last Comic Standing. No, no, you're I'm terrible. New, I'm terrible. I have no act. I bombed the other night at the friggin' so Bigfoot Lodge. Oh, that is not true. Humiliating. Humiliating <laughs> uh, in front of a lot of comics, in front of like people I know and like me. Oh, I did. That was... I read that in a few blogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know that everyone likes you too, obviously, because you pulled together this ridiculous cast for the movie. Like, thank you. It's... Not that night, not at the Bigfoot Lodge. Uh, Everybody's like, all right, well, man. Bigfoot Lodge, uh, he obviously has the biggest feet. You know, he was great that night. No, Bigfoot. Bigfoot, Bigfoot has killed. the biggest. Did biggest he just drop in? I think you're about to link to the story that I was about to suggest linking to. Big dinosaur. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bigfoot. Hey guys, I don't want to big league you. I know this place is named after me, but like, I just want you to respect you all as comics. But if I could just drop in and do like a tie five, it would be it would mean the world to me. His, if you his, could Sasquatch his, my set, you're being his the problem by I have. Yeah. My problem is when Bigfoot's son. Yes. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. Who? Yeah, Bigfoot's son grew up with all the classic comics. Yeah, but did he really? <laughs> so Bigfoot's really son is dues? not that good. I'm just saying, if he wasn't Bigfoot's son, would he be getting these shows? <laughs> That's what you have to ask yourself. Like, yes, yes. I'm he's laughing, not even as blurry. Like, no, yeah, yeah, Bigfoot Junior. Bigfoot's son. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Bigfoot's son. You know his dad. There's Bigfoot's son. Well, no, he'd have to be brought up as son of Bigfoot. Son of Bigfoot. Because any time you're the offspring of a well-known primate, for some reason you're there's no like apostrophe S. You're not King Kong's son. You're son of Kong. Son of Kong. Yeah. 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 That, that's how being the offspring of a well-known primate works. Everyone what knows that. Donkey Kong Jr., though? How do you explain that? <laughs> well, that was his name, Donkey oh. Kong Jr., but <laughs> okay. if you were to describe him to someone, you'd say, you'd say son, son of Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. <laughs> okay, I see, I see. Obviously, son of Donkey Kong. Okay. Yeah, Donkey Kong was first. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, guys. Jesse. Biggest dinosaur ever. What? Discovered. No. We've yeah. not had a good dinosaur story in a while. I feel like it's been... I can't remember the last time there's been a big dinosaur And we story. love a dinosaur yeah. story. Who doesn't love a dinosaur Where story? Where was this thing hiding? Biggest dino ever, guys. Am I going to guess? Somebody guess? Um, Sure. Well, I read the article, so it's not going to be... Uh, Jason, guess. Educated. Where would they have found the new biggest dinosaur ever? Um, Boulder, Colorado. Good guess, actually. Well, Good guess. But, um, right continents, kind of. Good guess. If you're counting um, North and South America as one continent. No, a new species. Which you no one does. Uh, the Americas. A new species of titanosaur was unearthed in Argentina, and it's the largest animal ever to walk the earth, paleontologists say. Uh, fossilized bones of a dinosaur believed to be the largest creature ever to walk the earth have been un- Same thing. Just repeats the same thing. 
Uh, based on its huge <laughs> thigh bones, it was 40 meters long and 20 meters tall. So that's like 125 mm. feet or so. 130 by, feet long uh, by yeah. 60, 65 feet tall. It weighs in at 77 tons, and it was as heavy as 14 African elephants and seven tons heavier than the previous record holder, Argentinosaurus. Wow. Uh, scientists believe it is a new species of titanosaur, an enormous herbivore dating from the late Cretaceous period. A local farm worker first stumbled on the remains in the desert near La Fleca, La Flecha, about uh, 135 miles or 250 clicks west of Trelu, Patagonia. This is massive. They unearthed the fossils. Uh, the, the fossils, it was discovered by a farmer. Local farm worker stumbled across the remains in the desert. And then it was excavated by a team of paleontologists from the Museum of Paleontology. Uh, er, why do I always pick the bits with the hard things to pronounce? Egidio Ferruglio, Ferruglio, led by Dr. Jose Luis Carabayido. Car- 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 hey, why don't we just get the doctor up here to say his name? <laughs> All right, why don't we just get the doctor <laughs> Come on up, doc. You say your name. I'm not going to try. <laughs> Dr. Foreigny Foreign. <laughs> they must have been so sad. And Dr. Diego Pol is the other doctor. They unearthed the partial skeletons of seven individuals, about 150 bones in total, all in remarkable condition. A film crew from the BBC Natural History Unit was there to capture the moment the scientists realized exactly how big their discovery was. By measuring the length and circumference of the largest femur, they calculated the animal weighed 77 tons. And they showed one of these femurs, and there's a dude lying next to it, and the thing just dwarfs him. Just this one bone is... It's about the height of a seven-story building, Andy, according that, to this that article. Is, that was, that's a dwarf. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, what do you guys think uh, Fred Flintstone's brontosaurus ribs taste like? <laughs> Super gamey. Have you eaten you much gamey? Game-y? Have you had, like, venison? No, you never had like I never had venison. Or venison or is that what, yeah, it's game. It's like what everybody, does it mean, everybody gamey? Is, it means it tastes like game, like wild game. Yeah. it's like it's a circular. It's a circular definition of what <laughs> the taste is because it tastes like right. the fact that a, it is. Yeah, yeah, game. I guess you're right. But I think it's just like a. It's a slightly off. I don't know how to describe it. But yeah, like everyone who, who like defends those kind of meats as being. It's like no, you just think it's cool that it's this weird animal. Right, you don't actually like the taste. I've had rabbit. I had rabbit the other day. Was it good? Yeah, like German like Hassenpfeffer. I don't know. It was like, I was just a rabbit. You know, I went to the Ace Hotel downtown. They have a rabbit at the Ace? Yeah, it's really good. Huh. Have you been to the one downtown? No. I didn't even know it was I there. Like we should. We got to hang out more. We used to go to Pally House. We used to go uh, Pally Hotel, I'm whatever there, it's called, and, there. and work in the lobby there. I'm there. Use their Wi-Fi. Trying to, trying to get stuff going. We'll so, make things happen. So the, it was, this giant herbivore lived in the forests of Patagonia between 95 and 100 million years ago, based on the age of the rocks in which his bones were found. It doesn't have a name yet. It'll be named, describing its magnificence, and in honor to both the region and the farm owners who alerted us to discovery. The we haven't picked said. a name, but it will be magnificent. <laughs> the most recent pretender to the, th- the throne was Argentinosaurus, which is a similar type of sauropod, also discovered in Patagonia, which was originally thought to weigh in at 100 tons, but later revised down to about 70 tons, so it's just under the 77 tons that this new sauropod is thought to await. Suck it, Argentinosaurus. What kind of what kind of uh, scientist says that? He must have a real chip on his shoulder. About the magnificence. We haven't thought of it, but I promise you, it will be a good name. <laughs> this much I can guarantee. <laughs> it will be named describing its magnificence. <laughs> 
Are what we, kind uh, of name are you thinking? Again, we don't we don't know. <laughs> will it be will it be a good name? You're gonna have to trust me. <laughs> it's gonna be a magnificent name. Why can't why don't you have the name you already? You just gotta believe me. Why why did you bring us all out here for a press conference and not have named the animal yet? Just just be aware that when a name comes, <laughs> it's gonna be spectacular. How can we trust you? Just I mean, okay. The previous dinosaur we discovered got called Argentinosaurus, <laughs> which I'm sure we can all agree is a magnificent name. <laughs> this is fully... a very good point. This is very good. You raise a good point. I'm going to trust the doctor. I'm going to trust My... him. Th- this, this dino also being discovered in Argentina, of course, eliminates that name. We only thought one dino per country, obviously the ratio. So we cannot do Argentinosaurus again. Yeah, I mean, you it's know. the British Argentinian uh, paleontologist now. <laughs> Who knows? Are you, I mean, the, yes, the, I agree that the first name was great, but... It could be a one-hit... One, yeah, it could, it could be, like be a one-hit... Flash in the pan. You named, okay, you named one dinosaur. Yeah, you know, like, anybody can do something once. Anybody no, can look no. Out. We've also named the Filipinosaurus, although, of course, we did later discovered that was a, not dinosaur bones. <laughs> what were those? Human bones. <laughs> Human bones. It's a very <laughs> tiny dinosaur in the skull. I think, weren't most dinosaurs smaller than people? Maybe. We yeah, just know about the, the big Titan ones, you know? Yeah. Those are the interesting ones. That makes sense to me. Do you think this is going to re- rekindle, like, you know, uh, the childlike wonderments of, of the society as far as dinosaurs nah, go? it's not a meat eater, man. It's not a big... It, it lo- yeah. just looks like the Allosaurus. It's will, just bigger. I will say, like, reading this article did give me one moment of actually picturing a dinosaur, which I realized I'd never done. Like, in all my mm. fetishizing of dinosaurs as a kid, and I've seen Jurassic Park, but I just had a moment where I pictured, like right here in the yard what one of these would look like oh man you know yeah. these things were real things that were on the planet and that, for some and reason that escaped me until I thought about it today and it just yeah. blew my mind for a second that I felt like I was a little kid or something and tiny a, useless arms there's a video where the guy's discussing his d- the discovery and how they calculated the weight and it's in the BBC article that we will link to on our Squarespace powered website oh yes you've already mentioned Squarespace so f- today but we should give it another little mention I don't know Jason do you have a website right now oh yeah yeah sure jasonnashismarried.com Excellent. That's a great... What, do you, what can you do on Squarespace? Well, you can build your own website incredibly easy, okay. just using a series of templates, just using any one of the number of very and then once easy you have to use those, and customizable templates. modify those with just drag and drop, what you see is what you get, kind of uh, editing, and yeah. uh, they have 24-7 support. It's really affordable. So where do you go to actually... Where do you drive to to get the it's template so to drag easy. it? And, and no, 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 no. Je- Je- Jesse, I don't know how many times you've had to explain this, but it doesn't seem to sink in. You just go to squarespace.com and you can just click on the templates there. You don't need to go anywhere. They're so just... I have to have tap shoes to click on no, these templates. No, I go no, buy no. the templates. You just use your mouse cursor or trackpad, whichever device you use to control the pointer around the screen. Okay. And you just click and drag. You click. So I have to have an African tribesman with me. No, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Clicking is, is okay, inbuilt. So I get a, I get a computer programmer, and then he and I go on Squarespace. No. I need to hire a computer programmer Here's first. Here's what's remarkable about Squarespace.com is you can do it all yourself. It's extremely user-friendly. And if you get oh. into any trouble, if you do have difficulty with anything, they have 24-7 customer support. You can just hop on to the little chat section there, or you can talk to them, and so they will... So they'll talk you through it if you, get, if you get hurt or something while you're hammering the things to the website. Okay, there's no hammering involved. It's all on the computer. I don't know how many more ways I can explain this to you, Jesse. I don't know if I can... It really feels like this is almost something we've, dis- we've discussed before. I don't, it does I don't, feel yeah, like it's something yeah. we've covered before. No, because i got to do like a 9 to 5. I can't... I, they, the internet doesn't have the kind of hours that would allow me to do... 
Oh, you see, no, they're actually not limited by, by hours of the day also, like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This and runs at all times. a year. Yeah, and if you, want, if you want proof that you can use it and you can make it look how you'd like, they have a completely free, no credit card needed trial. You can sign up. Oh. You can give it a go. You can see if you can make it the way you want, and I'm sure you can. Mm-hmm. We did it for ourselves, and it was Sounds very simple. Expensive. And it's extremely <laughs> cheap, and it's even cheaper if you use the offer code Probably Science. Mm-hmm. That gives you a 10% off any purchase. I'd like a trial period. You get a th- one-month trial, 30-day trial. Yeah, I'm not ready to commit yet. You don't have to commit. You don't have to commit, you no have to, credit commit card, to anything. No, no credit, credit card, card required needed. for the trial. Uh, yeah. So you can get your website up and running, check to make sure it's what you want, and then once you decide, you can click on the purchase, put our code in, and it costs you very, very little. Yep. Man, that was an, if I was Squarespace, I'd be real happy right, right? now. That was yeah. like a feast. Dude, we, we, feast of we go way out of the way for those guys. Good. Way out of the Good. way. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. job. Good job, Squarespace. They do, they do a good thing. <laughs> good job, you too, Matt. We, thank I know you. You're, you thought I was complimenting you, and I of, took a left turn there. We got a couple of quick... Uh, we got time for an, at least one more story. Very quickly, before we do, we got two letters in. We mentioned our donors, and mm-hmm. we're always grateful for them. We also like it when we get letters in. And quick shout-out to Abby Bessert, who is a thank you, Abby. primary school math teacher who was very happy with our discussion on Common Core arithmetic i was happy that she was happy because when i started talking i was like i haven't really done my research on this but i feel like this is true and she but to paraphrase her email when she, when we started talking about common core her heart sank uh she's like oh shit here we go again and then it turns out we didn't say what she thought we were going to say and she was happy with how it turned out because we're generally in favor of learning how to calculate things in more than one way and um, we, we have another listener who has dyscalculia who uh sent a couple of stories i'm not sure we're gonna have time to get to but yeah, but we should mention dyscalculia as a thing because I, I, you know, I've had friends that have had it and whatnot. It's it can be very debilitating. I'm not sure I'd heard dyscalculia. Term is, dyscalculia. I've heard of it before, but it's a, it's sort of the numerical version of dyslexia. Mm. But isn't there so also numbers num- don't isn't just also, work? Isn't there also numerlexia? I don't know what I the difference would be if that is up. such a thing. Isn't it dyscalculia? Dyscalculia. Dyscalculia. My apologies. Dyscalculia. Yes. It's the mathematical. Maybe maybe one is about just numbers and one is about the actual calculation. Mm. Uh, mm. And also a shout out to Heather McCann, who Heather. when I can't remember whether it was Andy or Jesse who first brought up the the Stephen King killed John Lennon van a couple of weeks ago. Oh yeah, I saw that. Have you seen that van around town? Mm-mm. This guy wrapped his van with a, a quote that uh, says uh, Stephen author Stephen King not um um not <laughs> I can't eat that. Chapman. Yes, Mark not Chapman. Mark David Chapman killed John Lennon. It's true or he'd sue. LennonMurderTruth.com. It's like plastered all over right. his van. And we mentioned it, and Heather McCann emailed us to go, holy shit, that, is that the same Stephen King, John Lennon van that was on the Monterey Peninsula like 15 years ago? <laughs> and we're going to go out on a limb and say, probably. probably. It most likely is. <laughs> probably was. Or I mean, I know people... Maybe he could uh, only order two of those car decals and had to just send one to his friend with a minivan. Yeah, I mean, he was trying to hit the big markets. You know, you go Los Angeles, and then, of course, Monterey, Monterey Peninsula. Monterey Peninsula. <laughs> yeah. And if one of the... Like, all you need is California for one markets. federal judge in one of those two cities to, to bite. To reopen the case. That's all you need. <laughs> it's just one person to be like, finally, yes, we can crack this one. <laughs> Even though there were multiple eyewitnesses, it was done right in front of his wife. He was arrested at of the day. scene. Yeah, of all a, things yeah. to come up with, I understand like nine eleven stuff, but that's silly. It's the weirdest, it's the weirdest conspiracy I've heard in a while. Yeah, and I don't think did did he even 
did he even plead not guilty? I'm assuming he just no. Plead, oh no, 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 no. He was absolutely, yeah. and he's he gave an interview to Larry King, where he talked through, where he took Larry King through, like from prison, mm. video link up where he talked about what was going through his head that day and what his ideas were. Uh, obviously, his crazy ideas, but like what what he was thinking and what his motivations were. This is the most solved crime the most solved. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most comprehensively solved crime it's the opposite of a cold case like, yeah. <laughs> wow anyhow so yes thank you for writing in Heather uh, I'll let you know if I spot that van anywhere else around town yeah and if any of our other listeners spot that van or have spotted that van in other cities even better at other states so far it seems to only be California based mm-hmm. maybe it's going to spread hmm 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 well uh, you know when you guys saw that van you know, Andy, when you first saw it, what was your what was your first impression of that guy who had that van? Um, um, oh, I'm trying to like outthink your segue here. Uh, he was oh, he's part dinosaur. What, what other stories do we? Have? A, I know exactly which story you're talking about. This is a story about how first impressions. Oh yes, yes, yeah. So it it turns out, guys, that um, slight variations in how an individual uh, slight variations in how an individual's face is viewed can lead people to develop a significantly different first impression of that individual. Mm-hmm. So this is a uh, research in psychological science, a journal of the association for psychological science. Um, so their findings suggest that impressions from still photos of individuals could be deeply misleading, says uh, psychological scientist and study author, Alexander Todorov of Princeton university. Previous research has shown that people form first impressions about someone's personality after viewing their face only briefly. Mm-hmm. Much of this research has rested on the assumption that an uh, image offers a single true representation of what a person is like. But the results of a series of studies conducted by Todorov and colleague Ginny Porter of Columbia University suggests that there really isn't a static link between face and personality. Um, this, of course, because your, fa- you know, your face changes and shit. You have different expressions on your face. Mm. Um, so... The research has important ramifications of how we think about these impressions and how we test whether they're accurate, says Todorov. And it may also have direct consequences for everyday life. The findings suggest that the images we post online can affect us in unexpected and undesired ways, subtly biasing other people's decisions. For their first study, Todorov and Porter asked participants in an online survey to view and rate target faces on various characteristics, including attractiveness, competence, creativity, cunning, extroversion, meanness, trustworthiness, or intelligence. The images were all straight-on headshots taken in similar lighting. There were, however, slight differences across photos of the same individual, reflecting natural variation in facial expression. Examining participants' ratings of the photos revealed that there was just as much variability in trait ratings based on different photos of the same individual as there was in trait ratings across photos of different individuals. So in other words... You could change your face enough, basically, to be as different in forming a first impression as if you were a different personality. Yeah, someone could rate you as a completely different personality. Uh, Moreover, participants tended to favor certain headshots for certain contexts. Uh, so, for example, they tended to prefer one shot of an individual when they were told the photo was for an online dating profile, but they preferred another shot when they were told the individual was auditioning to play a movie villain, and yet another shot when they were told he was running for political office. That's fucking weird, okay. man. It makes total sense. It makes total sense. So what, is the shirtless, also, what does my shirtless selfie mean? What does that, uh, what does that mean? What obviously that running for office. It means you've got a rocking some bod. Yeah. Yeah. What did you take a picture of your shirt off? No, I don't actually have one. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'm of course, constant, of course, like, you can have, have a different constant kinds winter of pictures. That, uh, um, 
I, uh, That'd be a great like thing that tabloids would glom onto. Is like check out the winter bods on these. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Giamatti's getting his winter bod together. <laughs> look who's got her sweater. Look. Go, yeah. <laughs> um, so yes, you can you can have a different expression. Look who got will, a cardigan wax? <laughs> that will change someone's first impression of you as if you were almost like an entirely different person. This almost seems like too. Um, seems very intense. Yeah, yeah, but like I like for instance, very shallow. It's very shallow, but also like I look mean all the time. You don't look mean. You already know me, though. Right now, you yeah. look smoldering. Dude, you know me. I am smoldering. I'm the, right in the, okay, yeah. I'm right in the fucking sunlight here. But, um... You are kind of mean. Oh. I don't think I am. <laughs> Always trying to stir shit I think up, I'm a total. Guy. I think I'm a total sweetheart. I don't know you that well. No, I, I sense know. a lot of tension towards me from you. Why? Why is that? Not tension, but uh, what's the word? Uh... I don't know. I don't think you like me that much. Yeah, it's not true. At it's all. not true. It's not true at no, all. All right, good. No, I'm a big fan of yours, Jason. Okay, it, I, don't, I don't care about the fan and the. I don't care about that. As a person, yeah, as a person, that's, that's what someone. I mean. Okay. I yeah, think yeah. you guys are too similar, and you don't realize it. Tell me. You're, you're Tell coming me how. At each, you're coming at each other with, with the same energy. How are we similar? With the same, like you guys both break things down. And maybe that's it. A lot. And you're used to the other person not doing that back to you. And then when you both do it to each other, you're like, what's going on? What's going on? Why doesn't he? Uh, good but call. you're both just breaking it down. You're both just <laughs> like reading too much into everything and overthinking your responses to each other when you're both trying to be genuinely nice to each other. Okay, I good. Think, is what I see happening. Yeah, no, Jason, I think you're a very nice guy. Okay, And I, I also I like think I'm a very nice guy. Okay. Um... But uh, yeah, I do look. I've you know I have a caveman brow, I have a brooding face. <laughs> a brooding. Face. I do. I have a brooding face. It, it's uh, hard shadows. It's just a shitty face. I have a shit face. So, you know, I'm it, not gonna say that's true. No, that's people horrible. think I look no. mean. I'll, I'll meet people and they they go, you know, I was expecting to be a totally different person once you <laughs> talked and stuff. And it's like, eh, it's a little insulting, but fair enough. You know, I don't know. It's like Howard Kramer always says, like he has to actively think about having a smile on his face all the time, or else he looks like he's going to kill somebody. It's <laughs> yeah. what, what he thinks. Like he has to realize if he's just neutral. Well, no, he looks like a psycho. His neutral <laughs> face. You know, his words, not mine. What kind of picture you got on Facebook? I mean, before you Facebook. before you deleted it, uh, it's or for Twitter, you're on Twitter still, right? My twi- yeah, my Twitter photo is is probably pretty brooding. Let me yeah. see. I'm checking it out. It's just a black and white. I photo go back of me and forth. I'm like, I'm like, am I do I am I trying to look too? Good, because you know, I, 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 I don't. I can only take a picture like Twitter a couple of ways. Just a picture. It's just a picture. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh, this is this photo too handsome, or am I trying to look? You're trying. Like, am I, look my my like lips pursed. Am I trying to look good? Is that to turn off as a comedian? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like with with comedy, you have to decide which angle you're playing. Are you are you going for like an alpha male look, and then the joke is going to be like. Uh, heightening that and going yeah. ridiculous with that, like the Jezelnik story. We talked about this a lot. Yeah, I, I yeah. think I, it's a something that I've I've always because I don't I don't think I've figured out what I'm doing with my persona on stage. Like whether I'm like, yeah, you kind of have to pick an angle. You have to pick like then a, I under, see somebody with a, then I see, jokingly, some, I see somebody with like a really goofy photo, right? That's so unattractive, and I'm like, oh, that's just too much. Right. My Facebook photo is a very serious looking photo, but I'm I'm smoking a pipe. But you notice that I'm smoking a cigarette out of the pipe. Oh, that's good. Like, I don't have pipe tobacco in it. I just have a cigarette poked in it. That's, that's good. That's funny, but not trying too hard funny. That's perfect. It's, like, pretty dumb. It's not but like it's you're also, holding no, a like chicken or something. It's not, uh, you know. It's also something no one notices. They're like, ooh, smoking a pipe. And I'm like, just look at it. <laughs> look at it hard. <laughs> <laughs> Open your eyes. I don't know. I, I like know. the way that, um, I don't like the way that you can't take pictures anymore. People make you redo them. Like, you know, like, take a photo, and you're like, you take, like, four, and then they're like, 
Let me see. Let me see. Oh, no, no, no. Do it it all again. again. I'm like, no, it's not an option. That's why I really respect a film camera. I really respect it. Because people will, okay, now let me see it. Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see it. Uh, Unless you got a dark room and some silver. (laughs) Right. Yeah, we're not looking at this right now. Nope. You're captured forever, and that's what you look like. You know what else is captured forever, guys? This podcast episode. Yeah, (laughs) it was a good one. (laughs) It was a good one. Uh, Jason, so uh, June 24th, Jason Nash is married. Yes. Hits the net. Yes. So it hits the internet. That's obviously you can anytime between nine and five when the internet's open. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, you can you can check it's that when out. You're not on Squarespace. Yeah. Um, where else can people find? A uh, little tip, by the way, hmm. just because you mentioned that. Um, be aware the internet is international. So if you're after six o'clock in your time zone and the internet's <laughs> closed, check see if you can access one of the other time zones when it's actually. When it's you guys should do a whole one of science other, episode yeah. like this <laughs> and not tell people and just do one that's all wrong. Totally wrong, ridiculous, and the one we'll do from space will be that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Do that one from space. The one that they've paid for half of, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Well, thanks man. for coming. Where, really where can nice. people find you? Give us your Twitter. It's uh, Jason Twenty Three Nash, and the movies on iTunes, Amazon, and Vimeo. Excellent. And oh, and I'm in it briefly. I make my movie. Andy has movie very debut. funny in it. Andy's got a, a a good scene where he's opposite, as fu- opposite Rob Corddry and Paul Shear, and he's just as funny as those guys. So oh, that's nice. you have a lot of laughs in there, which is good. This is very nice. Of you. Made the movie. Uh, as always, any questions, comments, clarifications, you can email us probablyscience at gmail.com. You can tweet us at probablyscience. If you're not already subscribing, give it a subscribe. Write nice things about us on iTunes. It really helps rate the episodes and the podcast in whole, as a whole on iTunes. That also really helps us. And tell your friends. You can donate I, I if you want to donate. You can Amazon. use the Amazon link. I'm going to do that because I buy crap for my kids on Amazon. Oh, oh yeah, nice. yeah. We'll just click through the link and it costs you no extra money and it just gives us a little kickback. And thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week. Thank you very much, Jason. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Jason. Thanks, Jason.